morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name is Kate. Hi, Sinead. Hi, Kate. It feels like so long since I've seen you. I know. <laughs> Note of disclosure. <laughs> we are recording this episode immediately after the last episode you should have hopefully heard. So if we're gone a bit doolally, that'll be why. We just want to pre-record, so you're not missing any content while we're off having the time for our lives in DLP. while you're listening to this, we will have come back from Disneyland Paris. <laughs> and we'll have been on Phantom Manor. So you'll have seen everything on our Instagram story. And if not, we'll share, we'll save everything we'll save into highlights. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll have to save it. Be sure to check that out, and you can see how hopefully well, and if not tragic, the annual pass holder event went. Woo! Well, <laughs> let's hope we survived for episode five. <laughs> oh God! I didn't like break a leg or anything. Maybe we became the thousand ghosts. No. Oh wow! Immersive. <laughs> So, for this episode, in episode two, we touched on Disney Plus and Galaxy's Edge and all the information that had come out about both. And we said that we would have them in a separate episode. Well, now is that time. Oh, will there be no kazoo because there are no news? Or is this all news? I don't know, Okay, Is this news? What I've done for our own sanity. So, Disney had a shareholders meeting where they announced Disney Plus. It was a few weeks ago, we're well aware of this. But they sent out an absolute Twitter storm. It's it like was just... A, it's like a English paper to assignment. <laughs> Honestly, they were just throwing out stuff left, right and centre. So I've typed them all up. Some of them we'll just kind of mention. Some of them we might want to talk about a little bit more. But everything that they've announced so far for Disney Plus will go through. And then I finally watched the Galaxy's Edge panel from Star Wars Celebration. I did not. It was a really in- interesting panel, and I really enjoyed it. I love all However, <laughs> however, it just further confirmed how much I cannot stand Josh Gad. Oh, I really like Josh Gad. Well, oh, I like Olaf. You'd hate him in this. Well, maybe I and again, you like Olaf because you didn't work in Disney when Frozen came out. Yeah, I know. I was there for the relaunch, but I feel like... <sighs> yeah. Kill me now. But anyways. I'll never forget when we did that. Sorry, just a quick aside. I'll never forget when that Frozen relaunch happened, and I was bringing down... The last six Olaf teddy bears we had, because I found them in a box somewhere, and I brought them down, and I didn't even get time to put them on the shelf, and people were taking them out of my hands as I was taking them out of my bag, and a woman came up to me, she was like, I need one of those, and I was like, oh, I think that man just took the last one, I'm really sorry, she's like, no, I need one, and I was like, I, can't, I actually can't do anything, I'm really sorry, and she went and over to the man, said something to him, and then she, he gave her the Olaf teddy. I feel like we're just going to go into it, Tales of the Crypt from Disney now. Sorry, it's just but, I mean, we don't have any news, so we may as well. Hey. Um, <laughs> before Frozen got released, I distinctly remember, I, was, I think I was still a cast member at this stage, and a woman came in, and we had launched the Frozen product about a week and a half or so before it went into the cinemas, and this woman came in, and she bought one of everything. She knew what she was bought, happen. She bought one of each, she said, for her daughter, she bought an Elsa dress, she bought an Anna dress, she bought dolls of each of them and all that kind of stuff. She was like, I don't know which my daughter's going to prefer, but I'm not risking it running out. So she clarified how long she had to return stuff, yada, yada, yada. Brought her daughter to go see Frozen. Her daughter loved Elsa like every other child in the world. And she came back and returned all the Anna stuff and she was laughing. Because there was no Elsa stuff to be found anywhere. Oh my God. That was like, that was the hard, like nothing, nothing I will ever experience will be as hard as being told numerous times a day that I'm ruining a child's Christmas because we don't have Elsa. Yeah, my child's Christmas. Oh, but, and we'll stop. Although I, I kind of enjoyed doing our Tales from the Crypt. But, you are. a really cute story from the Frozen time in Disney. So, everything was crazy and all this kind of stuff. And there's a cast member, he still works in the Disney store currently. Disney guy? Yes, he does. So, his name's Guy. If you ever meet him in the Disney store, you will know that you've met him in the Disney store. He's the most lovely Frenchman. He's the only Frenchman that works there. But he's the most lovely there has ever been of ever, any Frenchman. 100%. So nice. So he went to go see Frozen, was absolutely in love with the animation and the story and everything, and he bought himself an Anna and an Elsa. Did he? He bought himself an Anna and an Elsa just because he loved the animation so much. And when he saw how crazy it was and that people couldn't get them or he anything like not. that, he brought them to a charity shop and handed them into a char- brand new, pristine, in their boxes 
handed them into a charity shop so that some mum would be able to, at a fair cost, be able to get her daughter the dream present for Christmas. Is that not the most, like, Disney magic thing you've ever heard? I never heard. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, so rather than even just returning it and getting his money back and having it back on the shelves, he brought it to a charity shop so that some mum looking for presents for her kid would be able to get Anna and Elsa. That's way better than my Disney good deeds. Oh, yeah, tell your way Disney good better. Deed. That was cute, though. Oh, well, mine is the year that... Force Awakens. The year The Force Awakens came out... Disney, not Disney, Star Wars product was Whopper and there was a whole Force Friday midnight launch. It was so big. Like yeah. it was huge. Um, and there, I'm sure you've seen them, there were these BB-8 talking droid action figures. Not the little Spheros. Not the Spheros. They were sized like a football. Yeah. And they were just these randomized toys. They were like 35 quid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be the private family droid. Yeah. So basically we had them in and out of stock all the way through Christmas. Yeah. And... It was the day before Christmas Eve? It, yeah. Or was it Christmas Eve? No, I think it was the day before Christmas Eve. It was the day before Christmas Eve. So there was one left on the shelf two days before Christmas Eve. Yeah. Two days before. Yeah. And I really wanted one and I talked myself into getting it. So the last one we had, I put on hold. Mm-hmm. And we could put things on hold for 24 hours as a cast member. So I put on yeah. hold for myself just because I wasn't going to be able to buy it that day. So that was fine. But then on that day, we'd run out. Yeah. And a pre- the day previously before mm-hmm. I've been t- I think I'm getting my days confused but before I put one on hold for myself yeah we had a deaf guest come in yeah and for anyone who doesn't know I'm a sign language interpreter so I'm near enough fluent in Irish sign language and so the guest to come in and I, was, I immediately was like where's Kate yeah get me Kate and I think I was in the stock room and yeah. the panic over the radio was where's Kate where's Kate has anyone seen Kate I was like I'm it's getting your, fired it's your time to shine Kate yeah but the way people were talking to me on the radio I was like oh my god I'm getting fired <laughs> Anyway, so I came out on the stage in buckets of sweat, yeah. and the deaf guest was here, and he was telling me how he needed a droid for his nephew. No, his nephew. nephew. And I told him that we had none left, and he was to come back the next day, because yeah. I was pr- we were pretty sure we were getting them the delivery, but obviously yeah. couldn't guarantee every- anything, because deliveries can just self-combust. So, that was fine. But I told him specifically, he had to come in the morning, because yeah. they'll be gone. Yeah. Day passes, the guest comes back the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah. And, but doesn't come back until like the last hour of the day. Yeah. And obviously they're all gone. Yeah. All the people are gone. And the guest just sort of looks at me and is like, but I need this for my nephew. Yeah. And Seal was interviewed. Um, and so, anyway, this guest was looking at me like his whole world had collapsed. Yeah. And so I turned around to Sinead, who was my manager at the time, and went, I'm going to have to give him my droid, don't I? And I nearly cried. And Sinead turned around and said, you don't have to. In all fairness, you didn't. You did, you did turn around to me. She was like, you really don't have to. Like, you didn't yeah. tell him. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go get the droid. So I told the guest to wait there, and he looked very confused. Because at the time, my sign language wasn't where it is now, because yeah. I was still in college. Yeah. But I had enough to hold a conversation. Yeah, this was three and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and so I told him to wait there in my half-broken sign language, to be fair. And then he was left standing with me. Yeah, and he was very confused. <laughs> and then I walked down to the basement, which is where we kept our hold, walked back up, and gave him the droid, and he and was... And he was so happy! So happy. He was so confused. And I was like, oh, I had this on hold for me, for my family. I was like, but I know they'll come back after Christmas. Yeah. I was like, they're very popular, they'll come back. I don't need it for Christmas. Yeah. It was just me wanting things. Yeah. So I was like, take it, have a good Christmas. So that's why you should be nice to your cast members, because they'll do lovely things for you. Yeah, seriously, guys, if you're, if anything ever happens on a Disney trip, if you start shouting at someone, you no get one's going nowhere. to help you. No. But if you're nice to your cast members, they'll, they'll, they'll do what nice they can. Back. They will. So yeah, that's um, Tales of the Crypt. If you liked those ten minutes, let us know. I'm sure we could do more of those. Oh, we've got a lot of stories. We've got so many stories. So, yeah, we'll get back into Disney Plus. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that, that was our base. That was, that was our news. <laughs> yeah, that'll cover for the news. So, Disney Plus got announced. It's getting released on November 12th in North America for $6.99 a month or €69 Euro for the year. What a bargain. That is so cheap. So cheap. How much is Disney Life? I don't know. €7, Euro, $7.99? It just comes out of it. So it's pretty comfortable. I think it's seven ninety. Disney Life was much more expensive when it initially launched, wasn't it? Because like, what, weren't we targeted on it for a while, and then it just fell down the drain, so they gave up on it yeah, and then reduced much. it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I think sixteen six ninety nine or even six nine euro 
dollars. I think six nine dollars yeah. for the year. <laughs> I think six nine dollars for the year is a very fair price. I think this is the only year that it will be, be that cheap. Sixty nine dollars. Yeah. It's um, definitely a look how cheap this is, get on board with it, and then every year we'll go up by $2. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I mean, Netflix do that, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then the plan is for the next, over the next few years, they plan to extend globally. I think what will hold, what will kind of stop it getting launched initially over here and in the UK is Disney's deal with Sky. So Disney have that Disney movie channel on Sky. Which I have. And I have Sky. Oh, wait, no, I don't have Sky. But... I think that deal is running... I think it's due to end the end of next year. But because Sky has been bought over by Comcast, who own Universal, I can't see them letting Disney out of this contract early. No, and I don't think Disney really care. No. Like, they can keep Disney life going. It means they can, they can iron out the issues and whatnot and yeah. get the whatever set up to be have everything available over here so yeah it won't be a massive thing like disney will just take it as it comes exactly Um, people are still paying for like uh, i'm sure some people pay for sky movies just to have the sky disney channel yeah um and you can you have all those disney movies on demand like you can download them wherever you want Mm -hmm. and if you have sky go you can download them on your device so like yeah people it'll it'll it's not it's not a huge thing like yes it will come to the uk and ireland slightly later yeah but we do have Disney life to like t- sort of tie us over. Like if you are in urgent need of true immediate Disney content, see, I think you the, have Disney life. Yeah. See, I think the only thing, the only things I can see listed here that have me really intrigued are all of the original stuff that's getting released for us. So I think it'll, it'll frustrate me not being able to see, for instance, the star Wars shows for until potentially 2021. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, we'll live. Yeah. And first world problems. Yeah ultimately um so shall we go through we go through what's available day one and then we'll go back through everything else that's a good idea yeah. okay so day one um day one release so everything that will be on disney plus from the first day 12th of november yes uh the first thing is the entire signature collection yeah which we've googled because i didn't know what it was neither did i and it is it's basically all the diamond releases and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, Pinocchio, Bambi, The Lion King, Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, The Little Mermaid, and Cinderella. So a lot of the kind of the big ones, yeah. the big hitters. But basically what Disney Plus will do is, I think in the States, even up until now, the Disney Vault has still been in place. And if, if you don't know what the Disney Vault is, Disney had a schedule of when certain classic movies would get released. So say for... 2014 it was Sleeping Beauty. So that would mean that Sleeping Beauty would be released on DVD and out in print for that year. And after that it would go into the Disney vault and you wouldn't see it again for up to seven years. I understand why they were doing it from a kind of supply and demand type thing. But when you're a cast member and the mom has come in and all her daughter wants is a Cinderella DVD... And all you can tell her is, hmm, that'll be available in 2016. Yeah. Especially in the age that we're in now where everything is available all of the time. It's, it was ridiculous. Well, they don't sell DVDs anymore, so... No, and they did... In Europe, the vault hasn't been in action for years. It was only there the first kind of year or so that I was working in Disney. And after that, everything has been available in Europe. You could get whatever at any time. It was a really good excuse for we didn't have even though. <laughs> I think it's in the vault. I would always say, oh, I actually think it's in the vault at the moment. I'm really sorry. And like, no blame. No blame on me. Oh, the worst thing used to be, though, because you'd get a lot of American guests that because certain movies would be in the vault over in the States and we would have them here, they'd be like, oh my God. And they'd pick up like 17 DVDs. But they'd all be Blu-rays as well because only Blu-rays will work. No, but this would be people just picking up DVDs and then you'd have to be like, do I oh, not them. say anything and oh, get like a hundred odd euro sale yeah. or do I do the right thing and tell them? And I would always tell them I was never that dick, but yeah, basically everything will be available by the looks of it, or at least most things will be available. Yeah. The heavy hitters. Yeah. Another thing that will be available from day one, Captain Marvel. I love Captain Marvel. Pumped. I loved Captain Mar- Marvel. I really enjoyed it. We know you like Captain America, <laughs> which I know is what you were going to say there. My faith. But no, I loved Captain Marvel. I thought it was a really great, really great movie. I love Goose. Yeah, me too. I have a Goose t-shirt. I love Goose. He's so cute. Yeah. Little flirking. Um, then after Captain Marvel, all the Pixar movies and all the animated shorts will also be available. I'm so excited. What's your favorite Pixar short? The Blue Umbrella. 
La Luna is mine. Easily the blue umbrella. I love La Luna. It's so pretty. Yeah. I, do you know why I like the blue umbrella? It's because it is so realistic. True. Like, it looks like there's some scenes in it yeah. where I'm like, wait, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the blue umbrella and the song in it as well. It makes me, makes me, makes me It's cute. Me. It's very cute. Um, another Pixar short that will be available is a brand new one called Forky Asks a Question, which will be a series of shorts. Um, they haven't given much more information on it. They're really pushing this Forky character. Maybe they, I, do you know, I hope it's not BB90. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the BB90 of Toy yeah. Story 4. Um, if anyone doesn't, ah, I'm sure you know what I mean. Like BB90 was pushed really hard in merchandising and then BB90 was in the movie for probably half a second. 2.5 seconds. Although sometimes that works for a character. Pua. Again, also Pua. Pua was pushed extremely hard. I think Pua was a bit cuter though. Than BB90. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I feel like Forky's going to be a main character in Toy Story 4. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will. Uh, if anyone is listening that works in Walt Disney Ireland, we'd love to see Toy Story 4. Hey. <laughs> um, Let us know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure Forky's going to be real cute. I already love Forky, really. He looks very adorable. I, I'm, I'll, I'll see how I feel about him. Okay. Um, also, the Mandalorian. Man, man, I've it is the Mandalorian, isn't yeah, it? Mandalorian, yeah. I've spelled that wrong. Yeah, the Mandalorian, uh, which is the first ever Star Wars live action series, like I'm TV series, I guess. Super will also be available pumped. from day one. Uh, any any and all Star Wars content I can get, mm-hmm. I'll happily have it. Although, I'd never watched Star Wars Rebels. I watched the bits that used to be on loop in the basement. But it's quite good. It. I feel like staying in the basement for half your life actually ruins Star Wars Rebels for you. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Um, I mean, it's not live action. It's animated, but yeah. it's better than those Clone Wars ones. Yeah, fair. Which will also be available uh-huh. eventually. Um, the extensive movie, Disney movie library, including Mary Poppins. It doesn't specify which Mary Poppins, I but they did so. specify that it was the live action Alice in Wonderland. Like that is going to encourage anyone. What a bad movie. Movies. Oh yeah. Multiple movies, Kate. There were sequels to that. I, do you know what? I've actually seen the sequel. I haven't. I didn't it's bother. It's bad. It's really bad. I didn't bother. Speaking of live action. Live action Lady and the Tramp. I... Are they making this just for Disney Plus? Yeah, I don't think that's gone into the cinemas. I think that's a straight to streaming. I mean, I like doggos. True. Same. So I'm all up for a movie with real doggos in it. Very true. But I mean, is it necessary? Put your money somewhere else. Think yeah. of something original. Like you have thought of original things. You've yeah, shown you can. Because there's loads of original things coming up in Disney Plus. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... I don't know. I guess we'll see. It could be cute. Yeah. Um, more than 250 hours of National Geographic content, including Free Solo. What's Free Solo? I don't know. I presume it's not about Han Solo. No. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be great. Do you know what? I think it's really good that they have it here. Obviously because Disney own National Geographic. Yeah. And they can put it out. But I think it's nice to have it there as well because it might push kids to randomly click on it. 100%. Um, and get a bit of knowledge into them. Yeah. Which I, I think is good. I like National Geographic. Yeah. They're pretty. Hmm. Um, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. Oh, Who I love doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? Uh, fools. <laughs> fools are surely the only people that don't love Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. I'm so excited for this. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Because any of the Disney like nature things are great anyways. Yeah. So I think this will be super cool. Um, we're getting 5,000 episodes of Disney Channel shows and up and 100 decoms from launch. If these, if these 100 decoms don't include all four Halloween towns, I'm going to be pissed. Nah, there is. It's going to be, it's definitely going to be all Halloween towns. Oh, I hope Twitches is on there. I don't think I've ever seen Twitches. Twitches is based on Halloween. Is that? Yeah. Maybe I have seen it. Twitches. Witches. Yeah, maybe. Twin witches. Twitches. Spring of the Teenage Witch wasn't always set at Halloween. Yeah, but this is. Fair. Twitches and Twitches too. Um, and then 5,000 episodes of, of Disney, Disney Channel, Channel shows. shows. So we're talking Lizzie McGuire. We're talking Kim Possible. We're talking Sweet Life on Deck and Sweet Life of Zang Cody. Cool. Let me just list all the other Disney Channel shows. Um, yeah, it'll be good. Everyone loves a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and I'd say they're going to have up the newer shows like Ali and AJ. And yeah, probably. All those shows that I don't know the name of because I haven't watched Disney Channel in a while. Um, yeah. The Lodge. Man, man, let's hope The Lodge is on there. I have no idea where you're going. Um, I can't remember the letter. The most up to date Disney Channel thing I know of is Descendants. Descendants 3? Do you think Descendants 3 is going to be on there? Probably. Descendants 3 comes out this Halloween. Does it? Yes. 
I still not seen Descendants 2. <gasps> Guys! Shame. For shame. I've seen Descendants 1, I think. I've seen most of it. I don't know if I've seen all of it. Tell me if you prefer Descendants or Descendants 2. We'll put it up on Instagram. Or Halloween Town. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the best news of all is... Well, it's your girl, but okay. Oh, sorry. The best news of all is that um, The Simpsons will be exclusive to Disney+. Plus and will be available from day one. I feel weird. It feels weird. I have to say, though, the way they did it, that little video that they posted oh, yeah, that on was Instagram, so funny. That was, and the way Maggie was, like, splatting the pixie dust, the exa- like, mirroring to a T Tinkerbell in the original Disneyland shows. Oh, my God, it was great. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. It's like and when Dis- Dumbo falls on top of Homer. Like, Disney are fully aware of what oh, they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're yeah. not stupid. But... Um, yeah. Like, I love The Simpsons. I very much grew up on The Simpsons. So did I, but I ha- I couldn't tell you the last time I saw anything to do with The Simpsons. Yeah, I, you know, because obviously I found that, uh, let's say with a lot of people around our age, that we don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Like, actual TV. Like, I watch, yeah. I watch a lot of Netflix and watch a YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there's very few TV programs I watch. Sure. But before Netflix and YouTube was a big part of my life, I used to always just watch The Simpsons on Sky One. See, Friends was my version of that. I'd always watch Friends. I also watch Friends, but I watched The Simpsons more heavily. Okay. Um, And I used to have a DVD of a really old series of The Simpsons, like the third or fourth series. Okay. And I'd watch it on repeat, because it was like the only DVD I had for my portable DVD player. Cute. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think I'm quite excited. It feels weird. That, it's, it's a it's a proper it's also like I, that I can actually own the Simpsons. I can actually tell you the last like Simpsons thing I encountered was the Simpsons ride in Universal. Oh, and I think there I think there was a limit. Like I think there was an expiry date on the contract that Comcast had with Fox. So I'm intrigued to see oh, yeah. if they pay. What's gonna happen? If because like obviously with Marvel there was a clear divide. There was a clear divide. Anything one side of the Mississippi can have Marvel, the other side of the Mississippi can't. Yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, we all know that. But I do, like, f- this was years ago. Like, this wasn't ever an intentional thing. So I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know what Comcast are going to do. I don't know whether they're just going to not want to take the hit and not want to have to pay Disney for it and they'll just retheme the area. I don't know. I don't. But they're going to have to keep it, aren't they? They're going to have to keep it. I don't think they can get rid of it. I mean, they could retheme it. I don't know. Does they that should, mean that they should just get rid of all of it and make it a classic monsters area? That'd be great. Shut up, Sinead. Um, does hey, that I know mean... a lot of people that would agree <laughs> with me. Yeah, no, that would actually be pretty cool. Um, does that mean that? So let's say in a hypothetical world, yeah, that Simpsons comes out of Universal. Mm-hmm. Does Simpsons go into Disney? I mean, you could say that about anything. Like, there's a lot of stuff that Disney took over that is never going to end up in the parks. For instance, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's never going to show up in a Disney park. Yeah, but I feel like The Simpsons is already proven to be popular in theme parks. I don't... Surely it can't be right. It doesn't I don't right. think it's, it's I wrong. don't. I don't think Disney would do it. Do you think Disney will be like, look, keep it? Uh, for a price? Yeah. They'll want a hefty price. From, like, at the end of the day, Comcast and Disney are arch rivals. Yeah. So they won't make life easy for them. It's like a lot of, I know a lot of people are disappointed. There was a lot of horror licenses that were kind of brought over to Disney with the acquisition like Alien and stuff like that that now won't be able to be used as Halloween Horror Nights houses. Oh yeah. Well maybe so. they will be like, nah. you don't think? Nope. Not all. Even if they paid Disney? Doubt it. Oh, There's a lot of bad blood between Disney and Comcast. There is no love lost. Yeah. But anyways, it'll be good. It'll be somewhere that everyone can watch The Simpsons. True. So feel. I will. Mm. I love them. One thing that I am quite excited about, which most people probably wouldn't think I would because I hate Frozen, but a documentary on the making of Frozen 2. I love when Disney do documentaries and stuff like this. I love the behind the scenes side of things. Yeah, so me too. That was the only thing that I ever watched on Disney Life. Um, Did you ever watch that like real basic one of how they made the first Frozen? No. It's, like a, it's not that exciting, but it's yeah. pretty interesting. Um, so the fact that they obviously knew that Frozen 2 is going to be huge. Yeah. Even if it's crap, it's going to be huge. Yeah. I don't know if it's been announced, but I really hope they do some documentaries and stuff about Imagineering and stuff like that. I think that'd be really... That would be good. I would love to have like a little docu-series or something Mostly like that. Mostly because it. we can't afford to do the really expensive Imagineering-based tours in Disney World. Yeah. 
So I'd love a free documentary about it. Yes, that'd be good. Also coming in the first. This is the, this is a list of the first two years and the first year. It hasn't specified. This is a list of things to come. So another thing that will be coming is a Bo Peep short mm-hmm. called Lamp Life. Yeah, I love Bo Peep. I'm excited to see new like badass Bo Peep. Yeah, me I think too. that'll be exciting. Um, obviously, we've no idea what this is about because we've not seen Toy Story before. So maybe this is before, maybe this is after, who knows? Maybe. Um, that'd be exciting. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yep. Um, we're getting a bunch of Marvel series, all with the original actors. So we're getting One Division with Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Their relationship is so funny. I know, I love it. And then we're getting a Loki series, which will be starring Tom Hiddleston. I'm excited about all of these. Love tunnels. I'm very excited about all of these. Yeah, they're gonna be I think they'll be good. Like they're basically just gonna be smaller versions of the Avengers movies. Which I'm perfectly okay with. They're gonna be good. Like they they can't be bad. Yeah. I think they're like they're build characters, they can't mess them up. Yeah. It's not like putting out new characters and stuff. We know we love them. And there's no specific release date for any of those. It didn't even say whether it was in the first year or anything like that. It just said that they were coming. So who knows? Um then a really exciting thing is all the Star Wars movies will be available on Disney Plus within the first year. Now I know I'm probably not the only Star Wars fan that's wondering which version of the original movies is it gonna be the rejigged crap one or is there going to be the original one? I would hope it's the original one. I think if they put the rejigged one out people will be mad. Yeah, true. And they'll just get a lot of backlash for it. <laughs> They're spending a lot of money on Star Wars. They don't want to piss off Star Wars fans. Yeah, more. and I don't think it's worth Disney's trouble to mm. do that. Um, but I, this, this, this is a, somewhat of a full circle for me because I remember that when I worked in the store the amount of guests I had to explain to why we didn't sell the first six Star Wars movies yeah. but we sold Force Awakens and stuff mm. like it was a painful thing for me to explain copyright laws yes. and who owned what and I was like oh we just don't have it yeah. <laughs> so it's really exciting now that they're all together and yeah. they can have access to it oh exciting so we're also getting speaking of Star Wars we're going to get a show based on Cassian Andor and again I don't know when this is getting released but I'm pumped I'm excited for both Star Wars TV shows. I'm not massively into like I do like Star Wars, but I couldn't pimp like I'm really bad at remembering the planets and stuff. Well, that's fine. But we love new content. We stand. We stand for new content. Oh god. But what I'm really excited for is a new Christmas movie featuring Anna Kendrick and the movie's called Noel. I'm assuming it's gonna be some form of of a movie where she's singing. I hope so. But but like Into the Woods, just Christmas. Into the Woods at Christmas time. <laughs> To go to this house to eat some cake. <laughs> there we go. Um, I love Anna Kendrick. I think she's great. She's really funny. And I, I love, love Christmas and Christmas movies. I even love bad Christmas movies. Have you ever seen all those original Netflix Christmas movies? No. They're all terrible. My mom watches all, all the original. All. My mom watches all the original like film four ones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. She lives for them. Absolutely, bloody lives for them. Anyway, we love a good. We love a good Christmas movie. Yeah, we. <laughs> we're also <laughs> we're getting a movie called Timmy Failure, which is a Disney original, which will come within the first year. That is literally as much information as we've got. I feel like it's going to be a Disney on the lines of like one of the decoms. Yeah, probably. It'll be good. If anyone's seen, um, it's called some. Is it called Alexander's Not Good? Ah, no idea. Alexander's Not Good Something Something Day. Might, might be like that. That's a good movie. That's funny. Cool. Um, then Stargirl, which is a book, which I think I've either read or tried to read or own at home, um, will be turned into something. Yeah, we don't know whether it's a movie or a show. They didn't specify. But it will be coming out in year one. Yeah, that'll be good. Speaking of other vague things, we have Togo, a movie about a man and his head sledge dog, also coming in year one. I mean, as we've stated, we love doggos on this show. Do you remember the Disney movie Snow Dogs? Yes, I had it on video. I think my man held on to the video. I think it's somewhere in the house. Do you know the fantastic Disney collection of all of the buddies movies? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Snow buddies. Sports buddies. Christmas buddies. Buddies in space. <laughs> <laughs> Which for anyone who doesn't know is just like seven golden retriever puppies. The goodest boys. The good. Oh, they are the goodest boys. But they're all like, one's a sporty one. One's a nerdy one. They're yeah. funny. They're really bad. But, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Again, we love doggos, so yeah. that should be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, can I do the next one even? Oh, it's my go anyway. Next two. The next two. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be getting a new Phineas and Ferb movie, and all of the voice actors are coming back, apart from Ferb. 
because he was in um, Maze Runner and he's been in all those movies, so like he's too posh for he's too, he's doing too well for himself with Phineas and Ferb. Um, I won't lie, I've never seen anything to do with Phineas and Ferb. My knowledge of Phineas and Ferb extends as far as meeting them in Hollywood studios and the cracking Christmas songs on the Disney Store loop. They're so good. Phineas and Ferb is so good for songs. I've never, like, that's... Sinead, do you know what that little piece of plastic on the end of your shoelace is called? No. It's called an aglet. A-G-L-E-T, don't forget it. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what? Phineas and Ferb is educational. I love Phineas and Ferb. I think Phineas and Ferb is such a clever cartoon. It is really good, and I'm booming for another movie. Woo. The Phineas and Ferb Marvel crossover is hilarious. The Phineas and Ferb Star Wars crossover is hilarious. This is going to be great. And the oh. fact that they've got all the... Oh, man. If it's about Phineas and Isabella getting together, that would be... Oh, that would be like my childhood finished. Good, because you're 22. <laughs> and I'm going to take the next one as well. Yeah. Um, there will be a new... High School Musical, the musical series coming. I feel like that's a very long title. High School Musical, the musical. I the series. <laughs> also love High School Musical. Do you know who else is going to be real excited about this? Who? Nathan. Does Nathan like High School Musical? Do you not remember when we did that quiz thing? And no? it was just you and Nathan singing High School Musical to each other? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> and nobody else knew what was going on. Was that just... was when me and Nathan became proper. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was the time. It's okay, Nathan. Me and you will binge watch. No, no one else needs to know. Oh. <laughs> right. It's okay, Nathan. You'll know. We'll know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then they've also announced that The Sound of Music, Malcolm in the Middle, and other titles that they've acquired from Fox will also be cool. available on it. Sure. Why right. not? Um, and then within the first year, there will be seven and a half thousand episodes of Disney content and over 500 movies, which is intense. It is going to be a whopper content service. It's going to be mammoth. Like, it's not going to take over Netflix, obviously. No. Like, Netflix isn't going to disappear. No. But it's, like, I'm pretty happy. Like, we've seen discussions about this online. This isn't a new topic yeah. by any means. But, first of all, I don't pay for Netflix. <laughs> Do you not? No, my mom pays for Netflix. Oh. <laughs> Um, but I pay for my Disney life. Okay. But I'll happily, if, when my mom eventually takes my Netflix away from me, um, I'll happily pay for Netflix and Disney Plus. Yeah. Easily. Fair. I played for Amazon Prime for a while. Oh no, that's crap. No, it's awful. I think Breffney has it just for the Grand Tour. So if, if there is ever anything on Amazon that I'm desperate to watch, I can just use his, but meh. Oh, so that's ended now. That got pulled. Yeah. So now he doesn't need it at all. You find out Breffney will hang on to it anyways. Love <laughs> <laughs> you, Breath. <laughs> so yeah, that's everything from... Disney Plus. D- Disney Plus that's been it's announced so far. just a big list of things. Yeah, they sent out a massive... Just but hopefully one of them off. tickled your fancy. Yeah. What are you most excited, excited for? Uh, honestly, the Phineas and Ferb movie. Okay. I was really not upset when Phineas and Ferb ended like it was a good mm-hmm. time to end it yeah but i never watched the creators of phineas and ferb then started making a different animated show called miles murphy okay which i think is about like murphy's laws basically to murphy's okay. laws. yeah um and that's what the whole like premise eh, the show is the whole premise is like oh this okay. thing happened so this thing happened and i never really got into miles murphy okay. i think is what it's called or it's called Murphy's Laws, I can't remember. But that's where the creators of Phineas and Ferb, they went to go do this. Because they're obviously like, look, we can move on to something new now. Yeah. Um, but I love Phineas and Ferb. And I know my brother likes Phineas and Ferb as well. So okay. I'm very excited for it. What about you? Um, the Star Wars shows. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. Super excited for the Star Wars shows. I'm also very excited at the prospect of being able to show people Halloween Town in like actual crispness. Because of the minute I have a copy that I downloaded from the internet years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I showed you and Amy with. Oh, Halloween Town's great. Oh, I love it so much. So yeah, that's everything from Disney+. Plus. So the next math task is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah, so Star Wars Galaxy Edge will be coming to Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort. Yeah. This coming, this coming month. Yeah. Very soon, very soon. Disneyland Resort's one is opening in like just over a month. That's insane. Isn't it? It's mental. And then Walt Disney World, it's August 29th. Do you think Disney World is bigger? I don't know. I would imagine it's potentially a little bit bigger, but I actually don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I mean, super pumped. I won't be going for a good few years. I'm hopefully going to get to see Disneyland's one next year. I won't be going for a good few years. But I'm, I'm excited. Through me. I'm excited to see all the YouTube videos about it. Though. Yeah, I'm super pumped. 
So yesterday, Disneyland Resort, so they released that guests will have to book, you don't have to pay for it, but guests will have to book a time slot to be able to visit Galaxy's Edge. So, which is extremely clever. Oh, because it means people aren't spending an entire park day queuing for it. It's going to be grand. Oh yeah. You're going to have every single person in the world Mm -hmm. in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So I think it's very clever that they've anticipated this. They've obviously learned. It's good. They learned from Pandora. They've learned from Pandora and partially I'd say from Toy Story Land. Not anywhere near as much as from Pandora obviously. But they've learned that like as soon as something new comes. Yeah. And obviously Disney has exploded in popularity and I'd say the past five years. Yeah. Like, it's cool to like Disney now. Yeah. Same way, like, it, like you used to get beat up for being a nerd. Like, it's being a nerd is cool now and board games are in. Same thing with Disney. Yeah. So, everyone and their grannies going to Disneyland. I think it's a way of ensuring guest satisfaction because I can guarantee you those first couple days oh, or yeah, those first few like I queued for five hours and the ride broke down do you know what I mean whereas if everybody has four hours there's only so many people they're going to let in now they haven't said what the capacity is for those four or hours or how they're going to do it but guests who've booked into the Disneyland Hotel so the Grand California and the Disneyland Hotel and Pixar Place is that what it's called I don't know I'm sorry I can't remember what the other one's called. But the three Disneyland hotels in California were emailed over a four-hour time slot. So the one, the example that you sent me over was someone was given between 8 and 12 on this date. And that was their time slot to go visit Galaxy's Edge. So over the next few days, the next kind of week or so, I would imagine that anybody with a hotel booking is going to be assigned their time Time. slot. Yeah. And then from May 2nd, it's being opened to non-hotel guests, which I think is entirely fair. Yeah, those hotels in Disneyland are expensive. Are expensive because there's so few of them. Yeah, they're so expensive. And they're so close. So, I think that's fair. I can see people being annoyed about this, because I'm sure some people are going to be like, well, I planned my trip to just go to Galaxy's Edge, and I came for three days, and I just want to go to Galaxy's Edge, At the end. and now can I go for four hours, and blah, blah, blah. But let's be real, guys. We're all about the fairness here. Exactly. We want everybody to enjoy Galaxy's Edge. Plus, would you Don't rather... be selfish. Plus, they haven't said that you can't book... More than, more than one, one. slot. It's yeah. just, I think you have to have one to experience it at all. But it, it means that you're not spending however much money to get into the park and then spending the entire day waiting in a queue to go on Smuggler's Run. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's fair. I think it's good. It's probably not going to be this way forever. Yeah. But I think it's a really good thing for them to at least try. Exactly. And I think it probably is mainly to test out if it's a viable option for Florida because Florida is going to be the horrendous one. Yeah. That's call a spade a spade here. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I watched the that's it, Galaxy's Edge <laughs> So I watched the Galaxy's Edge panel. Um, so Josh Gad, Olaf, hosted the panel, and we had people from Imagineering. We had people from the content side of things in Lucasfilm. We had ride people involved. There was kind of a full array of people, um, and they were talking through basically everything to do with the park and they've said that it is the biggest specific themed area Disney has ever done. It's honestly so exciting. And any they did they must have said about four or five times that any of the like videos and the clips and stuff like that, none of that is CGI. That's all real. Wow. It's all real and it's all to scale. Jeepers. So like they, they were for instance saying so one of the main the main kind of imaginary that was running kind of managing things on the panel um Scott Trowbridge I think is his name he was saying that one of his big things was he's seen the movies and he's seen the ships and all that kind of stuff and he wants to know what they feel like and he wants to know what they sound like and he was like if I was a kid I'd want to know if I knock on the Millennium Falcon what's that going to sound like so if you knock on the Millennium Falcon it's going to sound like a ship oh it's so exciting and it's just all those like little little details so one of the things I'm most excited about is the cantina the cantina song is my is my ringtone. It is, yeah. I love the cantina song. So they've said that it's going to be fully immersive and it'll have Easter eggs from all of the different timelines. So from each of the different movies, each of the different sagas, everything like that, there's going to be Easter eggs from all those different areas. So depending on whether you're a kid and all you've seen is the past two movies, you're going to see different like things from those. <laughs> if you're someone that grew up watching A New Hope, you're going to see Easter eggs from A That's New Hope. Good. I'm glad that this 
fully immersive that because there are some there are newer Star Wars fans that may have only seen the new ones yeah exactly they haven't gone around to sitting down with their dad yeah <laughs> and chugging their way through all six yeah of the originals so I think that's good it's a smart choice yeah exactly and one thing that made me really happy so the band in the original cantina scene they have just assumed that obviously they would have more songs than that so they've created a bunch of new songs that still have that cantina feel you can hear them on the panel or i'm sure people have kind of taken that bit out and you can hear them you can probably find it on youtube but go give it a listen because it sounds super fun and all the music in the land is created by john williams so it'll have that that good star wars feel oh so much money put into this honestly one thing that i found really interesting was about merchandise so all the merchandise is as they put it in universe so it's all stuff that you, that as a person that lives on Batu, that you would buy. So you're not going to be able to buy a Star Wars t-shirt. That's so exciting. And yeah. there's going to be some people that are confused. Yeah, so you're not going to be able to go in and buy... Like a Stormtrooper t-shirt. Yes, or you're not going to be able to buy Mickey Mouse dressed as a Jedi. Or like a t-shirt with Rey on it. Exactly. So it's all going to be in-universe. That's which really I find cool. super and any of the pictures that they posted of any of the like apparel and stuff like that, it all looks super, super cool. Yeah, it does. They've clearly put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, I because they want you to feel because one thing that they did say, which I really enjoyed, they were like, "We understand that there's going to be people that come into this land and just want to experience it as a new land in a theme park, but we also know there's those people that want that are going to this land because they want to feel like they're in Star Wars, and they're like, "You're going to feel like you're in Star Wars." Yeah, and it's just, oh my god, I'm so excited. So there's going to be a bunch of immersive technology. So it'll either interact with your phone or interact with your magic band, and that'll kind of that'll then how to, how to describe it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I don't know what you're trying to say. So there's going to be a bunch. One of the things that they said there's all these kind of touch points around the park, and you have the option as to whether you touch your magic band off the light side or the dark side. And people will do that all around the park. And then, depending on which side, like, wins, will depend on how you're treated by cast members in the park. <gasps> yeah. How do they do that? I don't know. <gasps> yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. And then, so the Disney Parks Play app, they have a thing called Hack, Scan, Translate, and Tune. So, there's going to be different things that you can hack into, like boxes and stuff that you'll be able to use the app on your phone mm-hmm. to hack into to get, like, different effects to go off or different stuff like that. And there's going to be a lot of arabesque everywhere, and there'll be a scanner app that'll translate, translate all the arabesque for you. That's good. I like it. Um, you're going to be able to scan all these different things to get different points and stuff in your app. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe people might actually use the play app. I, it, in fairness, as they were talking about it, it sounded real freaking cool. Um, it's good. Like, obviously, I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland Resort, but I've heard that people don't like the park play app necessarily, yeah. or like it drains their battery and isn't actually that fun. Yeah, but like if you're a kid, that'd be super fun. Yeah, to just be able to kind of run around and like find all these different like hidden things, and it's like a scavenger hunt using your phone. Great. Yeah, and I like interactive magic band stuff. Mm, me too. When you've got, like, special noises yeah. for things. Exactly. And because everyone's... Well, no, not everyone's going to have a magic band, are they? But everyone's going to have... that. Ah, Most people have a magic band. 99% of people there are going to have magic bands. Yeah. So you won't even, like... If you and if you're like, actively not carrying your magic band, you don't want to experience any of that stuff, so that's your own stuff. That's your own prerogative. Yeah, true. So Rex from the original Star Tours makes his triumphant return as DJ Rex in the cantina. I saw Rex and was like, Toy Story. (laughs) No, so Rex was originally in Star Tours. He was the pilot. So before C-3PO was in there, that's Rex was. So he is now going to be the DJ in the cantina, which a lot of people are really excited to get to see this character again and that they're using someone that was purposely made for the parks and he's making his fabulous return to the parks that's exciting very exciting um the main thing I'm really excited about is like the big ride that's gonna be in Galaxy's Edge which is called Millennium Falcon (sighs) Smuggler's Run I'm so excited about this it's gonna be amazing have you watched the trailer for it no I think we have lots of time we can let me find it for you um so basically you're gonna go in in teams of six and you're gonna fly the Millennium Falcon so there's going to be two pilots two engineers and two gunners so it is Soren meets Flight of Passage meets 
that other ride that has pilots and stuff in it. But every single ride is going to be different. So depending on how good your pilots are will depend on how good your engineers need to be and how precise your gunners are will depend. And if you wreck the Millennium Falcon, that's going to depend on how the cast members treat you. So every ride is going to be unique. This, I feel like, is so immersive that it can't work. <laughs> like, this is unbelievably immersive. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to have the most committed cast members. Yeah. So I'm going to play Kate the little trailer for Smuggler's Run. Oh, it's funny. There you go. And this is all shot within the ride. Oh, it is. I was going to say, is this like ride? This is all shot within the ride. Oh my god, that looks so cool! Oh wow. Yeah. So, depending on how well your team works together will depend on how you do that looks so cool. Yeah, so Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is the ride that will be available from the time that the park opens. Is that the only ride that's going to be in Galaxy's Edge? No. Like from opening? From opening, yes. So there is a delay on Rise of the Resistance, and they haven't announced when Rise of the Resistance is going to launch. Okay. A lot of people thought that they might announce that at Celebration, but now people are thinking that that's going to get announced at D23. Okay, fair. So Rise of the Resistance is, they were kind of, it, it, it seems like you're sitting in a car not too dissimilar to Star Tours, and you're going to ex- encounter a bunch of different characters. So you're going to encounter the First Order, Kylo Ren, Rey, Poe, BB-8. This is very much set with the characters of, like, today's Star Wars world. Mm-hmm. And you'll be celebrated if you get back successfully, but if you wreck the ship on the way back, you're going to get treated like you wrecked the ship on the way back. That's me. <laughs> There's no so, way I do well. I will show you, and again, this is all shot within the ride, within the queue. Even though it's not ready. Even though it's not ready, but they have it. They have it somewhat ready, but it looks super cool. I have to say, Imagineering have outdone themselves. Honestly. That's insane. This is all the queue. This is all in the ride. (gasps) That's the queue! Yeah. Well, I assume it's the queue, but it's all in the ride. Right? This is going to be so cool. Like, to be honest, I knew that it was going to be cool. Yeah. But I'd never really felt the hype for it. You, sh- you should watch that panel. It's about half an hour, 45 minutes long, but it's, oh my God, it's so good. I was, you should have seen me last night. I was beaming from ear to ear. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Smuggler's Run is going to be the only actual ride that's available when the park opens. Yeah. I think having that booking spot is extremely important. Oh, big time. Because I guess it sort of guarantees that you're going to get to ride Smuggler's Run. Yeah, I would assume so. Because I presume they've figured out a way how of many people yeah. they can have in a queue, that everyone gets to go on it. Yeah. And I actually think it's really clever because I know that there's people that still haven't ridden, like people who live in Florida that still haven't ridden Flight of Passage because yeah. they can't get a fast pass for it and they're not going to queue for four hours. Yeah. So, so I think it's extremely clever. I like it. I think it also staggers. So they'll, they'll, be, they'll be the people that want to see it from day one regardless. But then you'll also have the people that would rather wait and see everything all together. Yeah. That's so true. it kind of staggers it a little bit. But we only have a little bit of information about Rise of the Resistance because it is that bit delayed. We don't know how delayed it is. But I I'm, why it's Whenever know. things are delayed, it always makes me think, like, do you think it's like a mechanical issue? Do you think... Maybe they just wanted to wait and get it just right. Yeah. It always interests me when things take Disney a little bit longer. I always think, why? Yeah. So, the kind of, like, marketplace in Batu is called Black Spire Outpost, and it's being written into a lot of Star Wars comic books and books and stuff like that. It is being incorporated into Star Wars canon. Oh, good. Which, with, like, content-wise and stuff like that. And they have... Disney were like, okay, we're making this new thing, so make a canon. Yeah. (laughs) But, so... The kind of marketplace area, they've based it off the marketplaces in, like, Moroccan villages and stuff like that. So it's going to feel, as they said, it's going to feel very familiar looking, but it'll feel very Star Wars. So, for instance, there'll be a lot of kind of what look like outdoor food vendors. So I know one of them, it's a engine off a pod racer, but they're turning that into what looks like an oven for, as they said, and I quote, space meat. Hmm. <laughs> What's space meat? They didn't specifically say, but I, I guess if it's we'll like find impossible out. burger stuff. I would love it. 
That would be great. Give me an intergalactic impossible burger and I'll be happy. They must be. Oh. They're going to have to. So, again... Are going to have fries in Galaxy's Edge? I don't know. I don't know. Do they have fries? I know we're going to have blue and green milk. I'd love to try blue milk. Mm. What do you think it tastes like? I think it tastes like... Did you... Have you ever had those straws that have, like, the little chocolate balls in, in, in the inside? You, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, you can get these, like, pre-made straws in, like, two-year shop that have, like, these, like, chocolate balls or, like, vanilla balls in it. And you suck the milk up through the straw and it, like, changes the flavour. Mm. I think it's, like, sickly sweet like that. Mm. But I think it's thicker than regular milk. But not as thick as cream. Okay. That's exactly how I imagine blue milk. I'm, I'm very intrigued. They have said that there is a huge focus on having themed food and themed beverages and stuff. Hence the Coke bottles. Which I didn't realise. Every person that was at that panel got oh, themselves... What? No. They got themselves a Arabesh Coke t-shirt. Oh, but that's cool. I thought they were going to say they got Coke bottles. I was like, fuck then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's been a huge focus. So obviously they started this initially with Pandora and the different drinks and food and stuff in Pandora. So I'm and intrigued. Now that I've seen, now that you've enlightened me onto how immersive Galaxy's oh, yeah. Edge is, I think I'm now annoyed about the Coke thing. Oh, now you're annoyed? I think I am. Okay. Because we've just had a full list yeah. of everything from not even having t-shirts that say Star Wars, but in rolls Coca-Cola, that definitely doesn't exist in Star Wars. Like, if we get to, like, the, the when the when Galaxy's Edge opens and we see the food, and let's say there's, like, no chips or no fries, mm. because I doubt they have fries in Star Wars. I don't even think you can get fries in Pandora. Yeah. I think it's all Actually, what Americans yeah, no, call chips. Right. I think it's all like crisps and stuff. Yeah, I don't so think like, get chips. I feel like they've just shot themselves in the like now I, No, I don't know. I think I I agree with it was meant to be I now understand the whole of like you've like obviously I still understand the whole if I I still want pop and I still want soda, I don't have to walk yeah. into a different lab to go get it. But I I still understand that, I get it. But it is still a little bit annoying that you've marketed it as the most immersive thing. That it really is the most immersive thing. But then you've chucked a brand in there. But you can, like, even for instance in Pandora and in The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you can buy Balls Coke. But they haven't branded themselves. Harry Potter has. Universal have pegged that for years that it's the most immersive thing you can experience. Yeah, but I think Galaxy's Edge... Is more immersive than Harry I Potter. think. I think if they stick to it, so for like, like they'll never. These, these Coke bottles are going to sell out. Let's call it. Oh yeah, no, here. they are. Yeah, and if they start chucking in regular Coke bottles, then I have an issue. But if they keep it to this specific theming, I don't have an issue with it. I obviously, I don't have an overall issue with it. It's not like like I have any say in the matter. Yeah, but I do understand. I more understand people who are more outraged about it. Yeah, because before I didn't. I was yeah. like, yeah, cool Coke, whatever. Yeah, but I do now that I've actually started to look into it yeah. as you've educated me in the past fifty nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. If they start running out of those, yeah, bottles, they, yeah, that's when I'll have an issue. They they're gonna have to just pull it. Like yeah. they can't be selling regular no Coke bottles inside Galaxy's Edge because oh, I just think it'll ruin it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like obviously they can't stop people bringing in their own no, Coke bottles because people will be wandering through the park. It's gonna happen. Yeah, but having but walking up to a stand that has them all on display yeah, and they're no. just regular Coke bottles. Yeah, no, I agree. You're gonna automatically like that. Yeah, be taken no, at the moment. I agree. But I think uh, the ones that are in Arabesque and stuff, I don't have an issue with. Um, I know I'd mentioned with the cantina that there's a lot of Easter eggs, but they kind of really stress that across the entire land, there is like an obscene amount of Easter eggs. So much so that the VP of Lucasfilm was like, I could not believe the level of detail and the little like nuances and stuff that they managed to put in. He was like, there was stuff I didn't even realise that they put in until I was walking around and saw it. What? Yeah. And that's coming from the VP of Lucasfilm, like, he, he knows the shit. That's great. I'm super pumped. And the thing that I think most people are very excited for, I know both of our boyfriends are very excited about. It's the only thing I've been told. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I get it, lightsaber. <laughs> so, you'll be able to buy lightsabers, but you'll also be able to build lightsabers. So they've pegged it as the most sophisticated lightsaber that's been on the market ever. Do you think, I was talking to Ed about this, do you think it's going to be like Ollivander's in Harry Potter? 
like you go through this thing and you're like the lightsaber chooses the Jedi like, I, mean, I don't know if it'll be quite that level but it won't be the way the like build your own flicky out lightsaber is now I don't th- <laughs> you know what I mean I don't think it'll just be here's a bucket of parts build what you want Yeah. I think there w- you will have a bit more of an interaction with a cast member or at least I hope that is the way it is but they look pretty sweet and I like the little belt holster get a belt holster? yeah there's like a little thing you can clip onto your belt and you can like have your lightsaber like just hanging off your belt loose so it's like they're, they've really learned from Pandora oh yeah it's like the oh man what are they the called? banshee things banshees yeah, yeah. Uh, everything is gonna sell out they're not gonna have anything left I would hope that they'd have learned from the other stuff like at the end of the day they're never gonna have enough supply to meet the demand no they're just but not. I hope they'll have they've had a this has been going on for long enough. I hope they'll have planned for this as much as possible. Maybe they won't, though. Maybe Disney like it when people when things sell out. Oh, they definitely do. Like, that's their plan, obviously, for things there's, to sell there's out. A fine, there's a fine line between having an amount of supply that it warrants demand and then just pissing off customers. Yeah, pretty much. So, like when Pandora opened... And you couldn't get the banshees. You couldn't get the banshees. You couldn't get the banshees for ages. I remember Tim Tracker kept going back. And now no one cares. And he was like, they're still not here. They're still not here. And yeah. now no one cares. And now you can go into Pandora and there's tons of banshees. And you don't ha- I don't think you have to go through the whole adoption thing anymore either. No. And there's cast members there like with three banshees on their shoulders like, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing that they announced at the start, well, they had Mark Hamill Bay announce is they're launching... So Disney and Lucasfilm have partnered with a company called First... Um, and they're launching the Force for Change. So First does robotic competitions. So they go out to like schools and like disadvantaged areas and they bring in engineers and stuff like that and get kids involved in the te- technological side of things and building robots and understanding that kind of thing so that they can, I don't know, go on and become an Imagineer or something like that. And it'll help bring change to their area. So it's a whole thing that Disney are investing a whole heck of money in. Um, They had a couple people, a couple alumni that have been through just the first side of things. Um, But Disney Disney and Lucasfilm have joined up with them to create Force for Change, which actually the whole like video trope for that was adorable. That's cute. Yeah. I love um, encouraging young people to be engineers. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was a, it was a Muslim girl and she was saying that it was not something that she was ever kind of told that she could look into being technical or anything like that. And now because she's been through this and I think she gets a certificate or something like that at the end of it, she's now going and talking to other Muslim girls in her community about going into engineering and that kind of thing and the careers available on that side of thing and it's it's really nice to kind and of see everything come full circle disney has pinpointed that so that's exactly what they want you to oh. see like oh 100 like, percent little muslim girl yeah who has been so disadvantaged now because of us so we have given her this opportunity yeah. and like obviously we're aware that disney have yeah um, like manufactured this to completely hit at your heartstrings yeah but they're not lying no like this is actually things that they're changing and Obviously, the promotional videos they put out for them are always, like, very candy-coated. Yeah. But they're definitely doing some good with this. Exactly. And had Mark Hamill's, that made me happy. <laughs> Anything with Mark Hamill's good in our books. Yep. So, that is pretty much everything for Galaxy's Edge. You seem extremely more pumped than when we first started having this conversation. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I actually think it was Smuggler's Run. I think it got me going. <laughs> I didn't realise Smuggler's Run was as immersive yeah. as it is. Yeah. Because so, I've always wanted... What is that ride? Mission Space. Yeah. The, in Mission Space... And the like, same thing happens regardless. If someone presses the button or if someone doesn't, doesn't press, press the, the button, button, then... The same thing happens. Exactly. Whereas... Because if, when I was, whenever I watch people who are in that ride, I'm always like, oh, I wish there was a ride where like it actually mattered if you press that button or not. And that is Smuggler's Run. Yeah. So if you do real bad in it, I don't think they're going to let you do atrociously bad in it. Like, they're not going to... You're not going to... They're not going to shame you. You're not going to exit the right and Catherine was like, you piece of... <laughs> yeah. But it will affect... So if you do particularly well and, like, your whole team's on point and whatnot, then I think you get, like, extra praise from the cast. This is unbelievably exciting. And we get to see the first bits of it in a month. So, just... And the Diz are going out to Disneyland for the launch of it. So you know they're going to have some damn good content out so just a quick aside for galaxy's edge mm-hmm. will you be able to you're not you can't meet any characters in galaxy's edge i don't think so because it's an immersive thing like and i think to be walking around no and i think that's why so i know there was a lot of people asking so for instance in hollywood studios there's 
the big launch based store where you can go meet Kylo Ren and I think the Jawas walk around stormtroopers and stuff like that I think there will still probably be some Jawas and some stormtroopers walking around in Batu, but there's not going to be designated meet and greets because why would there be yeah. Kylo Ren if he visits a barren planet isn't going to set up a meet and greet no he's going to do you know what I mean yeah he's so going to blow like, everything I would imagine basically. that's probably why launch bay and star tours are being kept separate because they're not yeah because while we were talking about this I was like why didn't they build this ride in Star Tours? But then I was like, wait, Star Tours isn't an immersive ride. Yeah. It's a Star Wars ride. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm more exciting than I thought Like, it I'm so excited. Once more of the information had started coming from coming out about Galaxy's Edge, as I've mentioned about 15,000 times, I'm planning on going to California next year, but I've already mentally designated a day for Galaxy's Edge. If you're allowed in for a day. It'll be a year and a half open then. I would hope it would have calmed down a bit. Depends on when Rise of the Resistance launches. Yep. But I guess we'll see. I mean, you'll get to go regardless. Yeah. Whether for four hours or for a day. As long as I get to sit in the cantina and drink some blue milk. Yeah, I think that's... I'll be happy. That was, yeah, because Swami's Run's going to be the only ride open from day one. Mm-hmm. The f- they're gonna really have to make sure that everything else is spot on because yeah. they're gonna need to direct people to other things. Yeah. And I think that's why they put in all these little things that you'll be able to experience through the Park Play app. There's gonna be the cantina. I think there's another bar as well. Like, there's gonna be... There's gonna be places where you can go and you can experience things. So, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. That was our... What was supposed to be a filler episode, but Whoops. we still managed to get over an hour out of... How do we do this? It's just a lot of Disney content. It's very exciting. Talking. It's just a lot of Disney content. It's very exciting, Kate. I know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for listening to this. Um, our, our next episode will be... Well, the next bunch of episodes will probably be just a slew of information about our Paris trip. And all about Phantom Manor and Marvel season and... Yeah, our, definitely our next... Our, when we're back next week, it'll definitely be a trip review. Yeah. Be a nice little trip report. Um, We'll cover the news that we missed. Mm-hmm. Have a nice little trip review. Um, we might have learned some things while we were there. We always learn new things when we go. We do. Like for tips and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, because we're doing some things that we've never done before, we can throw in some tips and stuff for you as well. If there's anything... If there's anything you want to know or anything that you are not sure of that you think we might know, drop us a DM on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to regular, regular scheduled entertainment next week. Woo! Thank you for listening. Good morning. Good morning.